Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. My name is Vince Taglivia, your host every morning, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And this is a show where we talk about the news and events of the world every morning to kick our days off and just to keep on track on what's going on because, let's face it, we have this uh, curse amongst the Red Pill family where we want to know everything that's going on 24-7 and uh, we haven't stopped in years. So we come together and we do this and we help each other understand what's going on, help each other get through these crazy times which don't look like they're getting any better anytime soon. Let's face it, uh, there's a little bit of doom and gloom in me coming out, unfortunately. But, you know, if you guys have positive energy and information, send it my way. I always appreciate it, especially things that make me laugh my ass off. So I appreciate that, y'all. And you are great. Thank you for coming in. You guys are awesome. Good morning. Hope it's a good one. It's December 29th. 2022 coming up on the new year it's going to be a good time i'm looking forward to spending a little bit of time with my loved ones here but also i will be on the red pill app with you guys as well so uh join the social red pill we have our open zoom we go there every night uh especially on tuesdays when josh is there he's he carves out a little bit of time for us and his busy schedule to come hang out shoot the stuff propose theories, listen to theories, hear your questions, answer them, and we just hang out and have a great time. So you could do that at Social Red Pill for free, as well as just participate in the social network, share information, give your thoughts and opinions, tell your story, um, uncensored, just it's a nice place. So socialredpill.com, join today. We are going forward. I am ready for the new year. It's a, uh, oh shoot. I need to update the titles. Jeez, here we go. It's not Monday. One moment. I'm sorry, guys. Well, will it let me? How's my um, streaming? How am I? Are you, are you guys hearing me okay? Is it lagging or anything? Because my end is being a little weird. Let me see. Let me do a little refresh. I'm sorry about this. Bear with me here. And then we'll get right into things here. There's a couple things that are pretty big we want to talk about today. Let me just get this updated on DLive. And... Oh, okay. There we go. Good. Maybe we're okay. All right. So, yeah, we're going into the new year. This is a new era. And I see next year as really... I think we are... I Maybe it's just in my head. But I think things are going to be different next year. Um... I guess not that different. It's just, I think what we already see is going to progress tremendously. Uh, the wars, the trade wars, the globalist agenda, and everything that comes with it. The collapse of the economy. I really do. So that's why we always preach about, <laughs> preach, quote unquote. We always talk about um, preparing. And we'll talk about it a little today because, well... Things, you know, are pointing in that direction. So let's start off here with a little bit of finance. We've got a couple big stories here. One of the biggest ones, in my opinion, is this here. BlackRock reaches deal with Zelensky to finance the rebuilding of Ukraine. When, when both meet, you know it's all about power, money laundering, and corruption. A readout from the Ukrainian president's official website said Zelensky and Fink had agreed to focus in the near term on coordinating the efforts of all potential investors and participants in the reconstruction of our country, channeling investment into the most relevant and impactful sectors of the Ukrainian economy. Hmm, the most powerful, the oh, most relevant and impactful sectors of the Ukrainian economy. I... Does that mean they're investing in, like, human trafficking and bioweapons? Because I thought that was a big part. Or, like, their, their organized criminal syndicate. I don't know. I don't have all the stats of their economy, but I think that was a big part of it, according to little birds that fly around. Just saying. But, you know, BlackRock just made a huge investment. They pretty much own this country now, just like they own ours, uh, unfortunately. So, you know, I'm not one to talk, but um, this is slavery. Whoever holds all the coins holds all the power. That's how I look at this. 
BlackRock Financial Markets Advisory and the Ukrainian Ministry of Economy signed a Memorandum of Understanding in November after Fink and Zelensky met in September to discuss driving public and private investments into Ukraine to rebuild the country after Russia's highly destructive invasion. Oh, public and private investments. Public and private investments. Hmm. BlackRock, one of the largest investment managers, has been providing, quote, advisory support for designing an investment framework framework with the goal of creating opportunities for both public and private investors to participate in the future reconstruction and recovery of the Ukrainian economy, the company said in a statement last month. BlackRock had no further statement at this stage. Public and private partnerships, everybody. Here we go. We all know what that means. Zelensky last week visited D.C., Washington, D.C., to meet with U.S. President Brandon and deliver an address to Congress as the U.S. House of Representatives gave final approval on Friday to a $45 billion aid package for Ukraine. $45 billion aid package. Holy moly. You could have built almost a dozen border walls with that $45 billion. So... BlackRock's over there really digging in deep to Ukraine. They're going to implement everything that we're going to see implemented elsewhere in these Western countries. Um, the Great Reset. Um, biometrics. The future. Klaus Schwab's future, where we eat bugs and we're happy and we own nothing. And uh, companies rule. All right. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. Um, the U.S. Virgin Islands sues J.P. Morgan Chase for allegedly aiding Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking scheme. This is an interesting move by the U.S. Virgin Islands, and I think I remember reading about this a few weeks ago as it pertained to the bank just willfully moving money for this guy. Jeffrey Epstein appears in court in West Palm Beach, Florida on July 30th, 2008. Here's the picture. That's the guy right there. That that guy that everybody in Hollywood just absolutely loves for some reason. U.S. Virgin Islands sues J.P. Morgan Chase for allegedly aiding Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking scheme. The U.S. Virgin Islands is suing J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. over allegations that the banking giant aided convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein in illegal sex trafficking, illegally sex trafficking women and girls, according to a lawsuit filed on December 27th in a Manhattan district court. The lawsuit was filed on December 27th in federal court in Manhattan. <clears throat> the lawsuit accuses J.P. Morgan of providing banking services to Epstein after he had been convicted of sex charges and concealing suspicious wire and cash transactions, according to Bloomberg. Specifically, Virgin Islands Attorney General Denise George states in the lawsuit that her office probed Epstein's activities and presented the findings to J.P. Morgan in September this year. That investigation, according to George, found that the bank knowingly neglected and unlawfully provided and pulled levers through which recruiters and victims were paid and was indispensable to the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. Quote, J.P. Morgan facilitated and concealed wire and cash transactions that raised suspicion of and were in fact part of a criminal enterprise whose currency was the sexual servitude of dozens of women and girls in the beyond and uh, girls in and beyond the Virgin Islands, the lawsuit adds. Holy smoke, they're saying that they turned a blind eye, they let this stuff go on, you know, and you just have to wonder, are these bankers complicit in this stuff? Probably. I mean, everybody's just controlled. This is, I guess, the theory is how they gained so much control over politicians and celebrities and everybody else to control the narrative. The information war. The control over countries, control over companies. They uh, allegedly gained blackmail over all these people and possibly through Epstein's crimes sick sick people um thank you jero in exile for following hope you enjoy the show good to see you all right 
So this is interesting. We'll see where this goes. I hope some of these some of these lawsuits come to something amazing. But, you know, the system is so screwed up. I don't have a ton of faith in it, but it's good to see that the ball's rolling. And we have to keep the ball rolling. If we give up, there's no chance. So seeing some things still culminating and in the process of brewing is good. And I think it scares the living crap out of the crooks here who are complicit. So let's just pray that this goes through. And uh, the bank is hold, held accountable. You, you have to wonder, you know... They are not just, they're going to claim like, oh, we had no idea. Wow. Hmm. Oops. Oh, man. How are we supposed to know? You know, they're going to claim ignorance, but come on. Probably talking a lot of money, too. And it reminds me of the Sam Bankman Freed thing. He gets out of jail, and then we still see his money moving around in all these crypto uh, arenas. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit tougher, I think, to prosecute these uh, crypto people for um, conspiring with Bankman Freed and uh, and his crimes. <laughs> but we saw the same thing. It's, it's just like uh, the same exact thing, I think. Um, here we go. China. China's employment outlook and income confidence hit record lows. This is just part of the collapse. China. As the, as the economic slump grew deeper this year, Chinese people's trust in the labor market, their wages, and their interest in purchasing homes all plummeted to record low levels, a recent survey shows. Uh, as Hannah NG reports from the Epic Times, the People's Bank of China's Employment Sentiment Index, rep representing residents' prospects for jobs, fell to 33.1 in the fourth quarter of 2022, down from 35.4 the prior quarter. So we are at record lows here. For, since 2010, this chart shows um, just an absolute plummeting of this confidence, the Employment Sentiment Index. Here we have the Income Confidence Index, absolutely at record lows at well as well. And this is a chart from 2002 until 2023. And it says people's... People's Bank of China Urban Dep Depositor Survey Income Confidence Index. This is legit data. Record low business confidence, housing market confidence declines, ongoing real estate crisis. Just the same story that we discuss every single day. Still going. Well, one day, hopefully uh, we could have just sun sunshine and rainbows talk with our coffee. <clears throat> All right, let's get out of finance. This stuff's depressing. I'll tell you this. Don't look at your 401ks. Maybe just wait until after the season of joy um, because it's, just, it's not going to be pretty. Um, All right, let's take a look at Trump's true social. That's always a fun thing to do. <clears throat> Donald Trump, he said today, four hours ago, so... If the FBI illegally suppressed all of the really bad information on the Biden family laptop at a, at a level never seen before, it was Russian disinformation, they said, while at the same time not letting the many positive things accomplished by quote-unquote Trump get out to the public, but would instead put out quote-unquote bad stuff that would be the very definition of the government's rigging of an election. Pollsters projected this scam made a difference of millions of votes. What are the consequences? What are the consequences? Donald Trump making good points here. Um, we see more. We have news that... Where is it? Well, here we'll jump to this. Let me see. The January 6th panel has withdrawn subpoenas or i'm sorry they withdraw the subpoena issued to trump this is great can you believe this i was not expecting this today but here we are or yesterday the january 6th panel withdraws oh where's my article j6 uh damn it let's do this 
withdraws subpoena. Uh, let's see what this. I don't know this website. Let's, how, let's see. Let's see how they put it. Um, this is Town Hall. The January sixth special committee withdrew its subpoena of former, of former President Donald Trump on Wednesday, with the panel's chairman, Representative Benny Thompson of Mississippi, saying it was no longer necessary. Quote. In light of the imminent end of our investigation, the select committee can no longer pursue the specific, the specific information covered by the subpoena, he told Trump's attorneys. Therefore, through this letter, I hereby formally withdraw the subpoena issued to former President Trump and notify you that he is no longer obligated to comply or produce records in response to said subpoena. Hmm. Huh. What the heck? Wow. Let me know what you guys think about this. This is like really great, but I feel like it's a trick. What is going on here? Is this a trick? What's going on? Do they just fail that? They just suck that bad? What a scam. And of course, you know, they're going to hear nothing from the left because um, they're going to wait until the next witch hunt to be like, Trump's going into jail again. I don't think so, guys. We'll see. But this is awesome really awesome um onward here <laughs> summer says they're saving themselves from embarrassment they know it won't do any good maybe that uh oh am i frozen oh lord one second you guys can still hear me though so yeah maybe you're right um what's going on here all right i have vanished sorry about that uh, let me see. Yeah, Summer, maybe you're right. They just see it's more beneficial to stop now than to embarrass themselves in the future. That very well could be. But maybe there's something else there. I don't know. We'll have to get Josh's... There we go. We'll have to get Josh's opinion on that tonight. I'd love to hear what he has to say. He has a way about just seeing some things a little further that I sometimes just cannot see. So I look forward to seeing Josh tonight. Um... Oh, Canio says they don't want him to introduce evidence. Yeah, how do you present evidence? Oh, Canio, that's good. Yes, dude, I think that's spot on. They don't want him to produce evidence. My goodness. Well, hopefully he has an opportunity <laughs> to do so. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Homeland Security. Let's talk about this. Homeland Security warns of potential domestic extremist-fueled violence related to Title 42. Oh my goodness, really? Domestic extremist-fueled violence? Did Antifa receive checks again or something? Let's see what they said. The Department of Homeland Security warned last week of potential extremist-fueled violence connected to the long-anticipated lifting of Title 42 just days before enforcement of the Trump-era policy was slated to end before the U.S. Supreme Court intervened. Intelligence officials, quote, have observed calls for attacks targeting primarily migrants and critical infrastructure according to a bulletin issued on December 23rd by the Department of Homeland Security's Office of Intelligence and Analysis, which cites social media discussions of firearms attacks, the placement of landmines along migration routes, and luring migrants into trailers to poison them with gas. Wait a second. Landmines along migration routes? Luring migrants into trailers to poison them with gas? Come on. I want to see these conversations. These are just public conversations that essentially would be terrorists are having online. Come on. Wow. The memo notes that planning by domestic violent extremists is often shielded by online security measures, limiting exposure by law enforcement. I, I want more information here. Who are these extremists? You know, are they going to say it's the right-wing crazies who want to secure the border? Of course they are. But but what do they know? What? What? Of course, we did see attacks on our infrastructure. Four sites plus in, uh, or four sites confirmed in Washington State alone during this 
freak winter storm that rolled through. Um, and who knows how many power outages are actually part of this uh, terrorist... Um, it's a terrorist um, agenda or terrorist campaign to attack the infrastructure. Because I, I imagine it would be hard to determine that in some situations. Or it could be it could be set up to look like um, an accident. Uh, you know, hypothetically, I'm just kind of imagining it could. So it's an interesting thing. They're just telling us what's going to happen. More of this, I'm sure, is to come. <clears throat> False flags incoming. When you see stuff like that, that's just exactly what it means. And they have all this information, but you never see them like preemptively stop something like, hey, we stopped an Antifa terrorist before they could vandalize this power plant, or not a power plant, but whatever, va vandalize the uh, electric grid, or, or before they could plant their mines along the border whatever right or the, uh, i guess it wouldn't be antifa in in their narrative it would be a right-wing extremist or whatever but holy smokes yeah they never preemptively get them but after they do get them after a freak attack or a murder or a mass murder all of a sudden they're like they were on our radar yeah they were on our radar we told you this was gonna happen oh my gosh we need to be more careful actually you guys give us all your guns yeah just give us all your guns and we'll we'll protect you from this ever happening again we love you. Now here, we'll give you a bowl of crickets for each handgun, two bowls for each rifle, and you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you later. All right, let's talk about the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum, Forum orders public to bathe once a week or less to save the planet. Oh my gosh, once a week or less? I mean, wow. Klaus is not wants you to smell good. The World Economic Forum is now urging the public to shower less than once a week in the interest of combating climate change. In a public service announcement to the German public, state broadcaster WDR informed viewers that washing once a week is necessary to meet the goals outlined by the globalist elites as part of their Great Reset agenda. Once a frickin' week. Oh my gosh, there's a video. It's all in German. When you wash your hair too much, you create a lot of suds and use a lot of water. We know you want to smell good and have clean clothes when you're going about town in our free transportation, but is this a good idea? It's okay to stink a little bit sometimes. We have to save the planet after all. Oh my god. I don't know what this says. I was just trying to make stuff up, but you guys get the picture. The benefits of showering only once a week. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Supposedly, there are in fact numerous benefits from showering much less frequently, according to ZDF's Zugulwi. For example, people would maybe learn to become, quote, a little more tolerant of body odor, unquote, and the unwashed would save time in the bathroom every morning. <laughs> oh, so now is it going to be intolerant to just be like, holy crap, you stink. They're like that. Yeah, that's um, actually a hate crime. You can't say people stink. That's intolerable. Frankly, it's racist, too. Oh, my God. What else are they saying? This is ridiculous. Use sinks, not showers. Gosh. Sponge baths, cool. Moreover, fitness studios could replace showers with just plain sinks. After a sweaty workout, one could freshen up in a cubicle with a simple sink and a washcloth instead of using a shower cubicle. <sighs> Make the weekly shower a public social event. Another idea proposed by the WDR's uh, Kugelswe, I don't know how to pronounce this, Kugelswe is public bathing. They said, maybe showering or bathing could be a weekly highlight, they suggest. We would celebrate this public in public bathhouses, perhaps also in the company of others. 
WDR also cited research from Great Britain on the impacts that lockdowns had on showering. They said, in a YouGov survey, 17% of Britons said they shower less than less since the lockdowns. Among younger people aged 18 to 24, as many as 27% skipped showering sometimes. This is propaganda to the max here. You know, they're just like, you know, a lot of people skip showers. You know, everyone's doing it. You know, you don't have to shower every day. That's crazy. And I agree. You don't need to shower every day. That's ridiculous. And and then, like, there's a lot of things about hygiene that I think we get wrong. Like, put aluminum in your armpits. That's good. Yeah. Put aluminum in your armpits. Stop them from sweating. Great idea. No. Like, I think that's crazy. And I don't think body odor is a big deal either. I don't wear deodorant. I don't do this shit. I just make sure I'm clean and I don't stink. And that seems to work out great. This this whole this whole thing is just absolutely crazy. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. This is clown world. <laughs> uh uh Jiro in Exile says, This is the new stinky world order. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Uh let's see, let's talk about this too, man. Oh my goodness. Europeans are unprepared for days-long blackouts, warns Austrian Defense Ministry. Days-long blackouts. Well, if you don't, if you have no power for days, you might not have running water. So maybe this is why they're like, you guys, once a week showers are totally fine. Imagine if they just staged all these blackouts and they're like, you know, this helps their agenda. They're like, we don't want you guys to be using everything anyway. So we're just going to force it, kind of force it slowly. You know, we'll do like maybe three day, three day stints for a while. And then, you know, we'll just clap the system later, get you used to stinking, get you, uh, you know, more tolerable of body odor and not using uh, resources because let's face it, you guys are useless. That's what they believe. But let's face it. Are you prepared for a blackout that lasts for days? If the power went out right now, how long are you okay before you're like, okay, I need to, I need supplies, I need food, I need water, I need whatever it may be, medicine, I need X, Y, Z. You name the thing that you need within the next four days. How prepared are you? Because it's not just Europeans who are unprepared. It's probably everybody globally, honestly. Let's be realistic, except maybe like the uncontacted tribes out in the middle of the ocean, they might be fine. So this is why we prepare links in the description for my Patriot supply. If you're interested, let's talk about Elon Musk. I have some thoughts about Elon Musk. I think about this often, this opinion. I mean, this uh, article by Daily Caller says, only just begun, Elon Musk threatens reputation of legacy media in cryptic tweet. Twitter CEO Elon Musk threatened the reputation of legacy media in a cryptic tweet earlier yesterday. Musk responded to a clip of CNBC's Squawk Box where Axios business reporter Hope King argued his reputation with Twitter is damaging his stocks and success in his other companies, particularly Tesla. The electric car company's stocks, stock shares have dropped profoundly since his October 27th takeover of Twitter. It has just every day absolutely tanking. Quote, the legacy media should worry about its reputation. We have only just begun, Musk replied. So people are looking at these tweets that Musk is putting out and they're like, oh my gosh, we love you, Elon Musk. Get him. Yes. Spread the truth. Release the information. Let's face it, though. In my opinion, the information he released is damning. It does support everything we've been saying for years. But really, what has Elon Musk done for us? He's put us back in the spotlight. There is more truth spreading. Other than that. I'm not sure he's done much more and I don't want to minimize that stuff, but I just think, you know, I'm extremely cautious with jumping on the, the Elon bandwagon because let's look at it. He's, he's involved with a lot of these globalists. He sits at the table. He has Neuralink, a brain interface, a brain technology that interfaces your brain with computers. He has Tesla, um, you know, a climate change uh, 
solution that relies on slavery to mine the minerals for the batteries and the whole Green New Deal stuff, right? He has Starlink, which is a global internet, uh, global satellite system to provide internet to everybody in the world. Um, he has the Boring Company, which has some of the largest boring equipment, and they just make tunnels, and he talked about making a transportation system underground, and he bores these tunnels. And a lot of people don't talk about the Boring Company. I suppose it's not as entertaining as satellites and whatnot, but that's a thing. So it makes you wonder, what is his plan really? And what if this is just part of the whole scam? That's what I sometimes think about. What if it's just a scam? He's trying to win people over so they could uh, implement the New World Order, the technology that comes with it, um, all this stuff. You know, so I'm really cautious when it comes to just really worshiping Elon Musk. And really, that's what a lot of people are doing. It's a false idol. It's, oh, Elon Musk is amazing, just like they did with Kanye. Kanye, oh my gosh, you're so great. Mm, I don't know about that, you guys. That's just my opinion. Let me know what you guys think. Elon good, Elon bad, Elon gray. I think he's in the middle, but I wouldn't, I still don't trust him. The middle isn't good enough for me in today's day and age of corruption and craziness, but maybe that's part of his great success. I don't know, but interesting, Elon Musk. We're still hoping for more here. I am. Because, you know, a lot has happened, but really, have we seen the fruits of the disclosure? Things have been validated. More information has come out regarding them, but nothing new has really come to light that we didn't already know just information supporting that which helps but you know there's nothing else in that twitter uh shit pile that uh we don't know about i bet there is why isn't that coming out you'd have to imagine there is hmm. and with the censorship stuff uh in one of his live what do they call the twitter lives they call the Twitter live. They have like live chats where people come in and chat. And he was talking to people who had been censored in the past. And somebody made a point. They said, you know, Elon Musk was talking about how people were doxing um, real-time locations of of celebrities, including himself. I'll say celebrity. Let's just face it. He's a celebrity. Um, by posting the real-time data of where their private jets were located. And he went and banned all of these accounts. And he also banned anybody who was trying to circumvent the policy of real-time doxing, um, posting addresses, current locations, etc., personal information. Um, even if they posted a link that took you to that information, they could get banned. Even if they were reporting and include, included um, certain information, even if it was a, a reporter, they would also get banned and accused of circumventing the policy by indirectly doxing. Well, somebody pointed out to him, they said, well, um, you're using the same, um, you're using the same methods exactly that were being used to suppress people in Twitter before you took over. Don't you see that as contradictory to your whole agenda? And he was like, he didn't have a good answer. He said something along, along the lines of like, oh, it's not good for anybody to do it. It's not good for you to do it. It's not good for me to do it. And then he dropped out of the chat. So it's like, yeah, dude, you are kind of just, you say I'm, I'm an, a free speech absolutist, but that's not true. It's clearly, clear, clearly not true. So you got to wonder. You got to wonder. This is... Oh, I thought I had, oh, I thought I had this video I wanted to show you, and this is the perfect time to do it. Did I forget to put it in here? Because it, this is how I feel about, yeah, here we go. This is how I feel about um, this situation, and you guys might recognize this. We covered it a few months ago, but it's a good throwback. This is how I feel about Elon. You see, I'm so loyal to people, and maybe I'm loyal to a fault, but I'm so loyal to people that when somebody's slightly disloyal to me, I look upon it as a great 
act of horror. And how are you different than you were three or four years ago? Well, I used to say, and in fact, I think I said in my first book that, and maybe this was foolish, but I, I really meant it, that someday I'd like to maybe lose everything for a period of time to see who's loyal and who's not loyal. And I frankly, I found out a lot of things. Did you find out who's loyal and not loyal? I tell you what, and you can't guess it. You can't predict it. You think certain people would be loyal no matter what. And it turns out that they're not. And you just you just can't predict it. It's very difficult. And that I think I would have treated people differently. I think that, you know, some of the people that were most loyal to me are people that I didn't think would be. Some of the people that were least loyal to me are people uh, that you got I it. think I would have treated them differently. I think I would have treated different groups differently. I would have wiped the floor with the guys that weren't loyal, which I will now do, which is great. You know, I love getting even with people. But I will... I blow up. Wiped. You love getting even. Oh, absolutely. You don't believe you don't believe in the eye for the eye. You do. No. I know you well enough. I think you do. But anyway, but <laughs> but tell me. I mean, you you're going to get even with some people. Yeah, I know. If given they... the opportunity, if given the opportunity, I will get even with some people who are disloyal to me. <laughs> get even, Trump. Get even. I want to see that. Oh my gosh, we're going to party so hard if the cards come crashing down. Oh, the day Trump gets even. Yeah, so is Elon Musk loyal? Gritz makes a good point. Elon will not reinstate Dr. Shiva's account. Hmm, why? All right, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, psychological warfare program going on. <sighs> Stemming from our school system put in place by the Rockefellers. Um... We are now have these crazy videos like this. Well, this isn't a video, actually. This is just a little funny point that I found on Twitter. Uh, this person says, Gender ideology collapses on itself the moment you start saying some of it out loud. And they are replying to a post by this lady that says, her name's Sasha Lee. It says, If the statement some men can have vaginas and some women can have penises is true, then why the hell are doctors removing body parts of children to affirm their gender? Yeah. (laughs) Gays against groomers continued to say, How do these people expect anybody to take them seriously and beyond that expect us to roll over and allow it to infect the minds and bodies of children? It's not logical. Definitely not logical. Good news on this alphabet soup front. DeSantis and administration warns venue of tonight's Orlando drag show, yes, uh, December 28th, that their license can be suspended if children are exposed to the sexual performances. I don't want to even show you the videos, but he's saying that he's going to possibly revoke their license of specific venues that are just showing this disgusting stripping acts by transgender people, gay people, lesbians, whatever, straight people too, I'm sure, I don't know. But they're doing weird, weird, ritualistic, creepy, sexual, deeply sexualized things for family-friendly venues. It's creepy, it's gross. Good thing DeSantis is over there doing something about it because it's just... It's like they're really going into overdrive with making sure that everybody can see all the genitalia and everything that they can. Uh, especially kids, they target them and they want them to be a part of the stripping and the sexual sexualizing and all this. It's absolutely disgusting. This is the problem. This is a big problem. Here is more craziness by uh, this uh, brainwashing campaign focused on identity and sexualization. Listen to this. I will no longer call a person queer if I don't see them participating in queer politic. You're gay. Sure, you're gay. That is not the same as queer. If you haven't put a mask on in a week, not queer. You're just not queer. You're not. Queerness is supposed to be radical. It's supposed to be about supporting each other, helping each other, and making sure that we like lift up from the most vulnerable of our community. A lot of you gays are not acting like queers right now. So I'm not going to call you queer. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. I think this is absurd. 
they said that the queer thing is supposed to be super radical and all this and you're not gay or you're not I'm not going to call you queer or you're not you're not doing it right or whatever this is just absolute nonsense and a lot of um lesbian and gay people who who are awake see this kind of stuff and they're just like what the f f you you radical crazy person this is absurd uh, and this is just how they, how they, how some people think the really extreme people. Oh my goodness. And I don't know what the hell, <laughs> who cares? You're not going to call me queer. Oh my gosh. How dare you? What the heck? No one cares. Matter of fact, don't even talk to me. That would be doing us both a favor. Good God. This is crazy. Your mental, your mental. Let's talk about uh, a little bit of U.S. news here. Coalition of private companies release policy blueprint for state government officials to push for digital ID. Private companies. This reminds me of the story that we covered over there in finance, talking about BlackRock and Ukraine uh, with their public and private partnership idea and funding good things for Ukraine well they're probably going to have this implemented there as well they are going to be pushing the digital ID through private companies hey if you want to use our bank you need to scan your face and your eyeball and or you know bring your QR code otherwise no we're not doing business with you the manic drive to establish digital ID for everyone is now focused on state and local entities with preference to start by enhanced enhancing driver's licenses. The globalist legal firm behind this consortium has a 100-year track record of promoting global governance. It's all about control. A coalition of private companies has released a digital ID blueprint which urges individuals individual states to adopt the policies necessary to establish a digital ID system. In December 2022, the Better Identity Coalition released a complementary set of policy recommendations for state government officials entitled Better Identity in America, a Blueprint for State Policymakers, according to its website, quote, these recommendations are squarely focused on ways governments can improve the privacy and security of digital identity solutions, unquote. Better Identity Coalition, launched in 2018, is a cross-sector partnership of 27 companies developing policy initiatives to better drive solutions for identity verification and authentication. The Better Identity Coalition's founding members include industry leaders from the financial services, healthcare, technology, telecommunications, financial technology, payments, and security, whose goal is to establish a um, something. Members include AT&T, CVS, Discover, Early Warning, Equifax, Experian, Facetech, Fidelity, ID.me, Idemia, JP Morgan Chase, LexisNexis, Mass Mutual, MasterCard, Microsoft, Norton LifeLock, Notarize, Okta, OneSpan, On, Onfido, I don't know how to pronounce these, excuse me, PNC Bank, Ping Identity, TransUnion, Unikin, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, and Ubico. The coalition released a new version of its policy blueprint on Wednesday, specifically targeted to the state legislators and outlying six key initiatives to improve the security, privacy, convenience, and inclusivity of digital identity solutions. The blueprint for state policymakers highlights six key initiatives. Number one, place the DMV at the center of state digital identity solutions. Wow. Number two, establish a tribute uh, establish attribute validation services at vital records bureaus to support next-generation consumer-centric remote identity proofing and verification systems. Number three, embrace identity innovation for better services. Number four, make sure identity works for everybody. Number five, promote and prioritize strong authentication. And number six, do not harm. Oh, <laughs> do not harm? 
This is what they say. Really? Stripping privacy, liberty, and freedom away from its citizens is by definition doing harm, says the editor here. Do harm is number six. That is so ironic. Holy smokes. Do no harm. That's what the doctor said, and they killed a lot of people. Oh, my God. They're like, number six is do no harm. How are we going to harm anybody if we say that one of our core things is do no harm? Just trust us. Trust us. You know, we're going to, in order to not uh, really be damaged from all this crazy stuff, is just not do business with them. The crazy thing is that they're implementing this through the DMV, which means in order to get a driver's license, in order to get an identification card, in order to travel, you're probably going to have to upgrade to these enhanced uh, identification systems that are slowly going to be evolved over time to completely get all, I don't know, control you, control us. Uh, I think in my state, communist Washington, China, they are implementing this enhanced ID in a couple months, I believe. That's what I heard. I'll have to look into it again, but, or maybe three months. So by like March of 2023, um, Washingtonians will not be able to fly without the latest and greatest identification from the DMV. That's what they're trying to do. So, you know, if they really go through with this stuff, um, I guess I'll just be walking across borders or driving or private flying. They'll probably try to control all of that too. Let's face it. This stuff is very concerning and... All I can say is boycott these companies. Don't do business with them. F them. We don't need them. We'll be just fine. We just have to make parallel systems, take care of each other until this all blows over. And we could uh, get back to the way we want to live. Let's see. There's a focus on China right now. The Senate investigates automakers for ties to forced Uyghur labor in China. So they're just targeting China right now. We'll see where this goes. It's just probably part of this war. Maybe a justification to invade China later. I don't know. We'll see. But it's interesting nonetheless. There is crime there, I do believe. But I think that it's this isn't out of the goodness of the Senate's heart. This is they probably see a benefit to themselves for doing so finally. Why have they waited so long? Is it just a more opportunistic time now? I would say so. Otherwise, if they really gave a shit, this would have stopped a long time ago, and the world would be a much better place. Let's see. Netanyahu has been sworn in for the sixth term as Israel's prime minister. That's breaking here. And we see World War III ramping up. Belarus says they shot down a missile launched from Ukraine into their country. And this happened just as Ukraine had been rocked by massive Russian missile barrage last night and into today. <clears throat> oh, they're not going to let me read it, you bastards. Let's see if we could pull it. I want to see what they say. Ukraine rocked by massive... I thought I had the Financial Times. Oh, they don't let you read it. Crooks and liars. Let's see. NBC. We'll just read their version. Let's see what they say. Are there any facts in here, or is this just fake news? Let's find out. A massive Russian missile attack pummeled cities across Ukraine on Thursday in the biggest wave of strikes in recent weeks. Russian forces fired more than 120 missiles... Mykhailo Podolyak, an, advi- an advisor to Ukrainian President Zelensky, said in a tweet, The attacks intensified overnight because the explosive drones on select regions before expanding to air and sea-based cruise missile launched missiles launched from strategic aircraft and ships. In the morning, Ukraine's army chief, General Valery Zaluzhny, Oh, my God. Zaluzny said in a post on his Telegram channel. And by the way, these Telegram sources, uh, they're really sketchy and I don't trust them. So, But, you know, they for some reason they're utilizing Telegram and I think that says a lot about <laughs> Ukraine. Really weird. 
And there's, I think, been some misinformation on Telegram in case you guys haven't known or noticed. Kiev Mayor Vitaly Klitschko also used the messaging service to say that three people, including a 14-year-old girl, were taken to the hospital. Oh, my okay. Air defense systems were activated in the city to fend off the ongoing missile attacks, according to the city's regional administration. The widespread attacks were the latest in a series of Russian strikes targeting Ukraine's vital infrastructure, with many hitting civilian areas. Moscow has launched similar attacks on a weekly basis since October as it lost key regions following a successful Ukrainian counteroffensive that redrew the war's front lines. Uh, let's see. Zaluzny said that 54 of the 69 incoming missiles and explosive drones had been shot down across the country. I don't know. Okay. Sure. Regional authorities include the northern Sumi region of the southern Mykolaiv province near the Black Sea also reported that attacks were intercepted. 54 out of 69 interceptions, but but South Korea can't take down a few drones. I don't think that our missile interception systems are as good as they say they are, and I'm not a military expert. If there's anybody who's more familiar, you could correct me on that. But I don't believe, I just don't believe the narrative. I don't believe the news. And you, how could you blame me? They've lied just nonstop for years. Decades even, arguably. Decades, maybe even centuries. Um, okay, they go on and on and on. And this is really, this is propaganda from the West, which is fine. I read the propaganda from the West and I'll probably pull an article from Russia, see what Russia is saying on what's going on, and read the propaganda from the East, right? You read the propaganda from the East, you read the propaganda from the West, and you find the truth somewhere in between and move forward. Um, but I'd like to see what Russia says, and I think Russia is probably bombing the shit out of Ukraine. Um, so we'll see how this war progresses. All right. We have a little bit more news, everybody. Thank you for joining this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's Elvis. Um, Indian pharma company Marion Biotech says it has halted the production of cough syrup linked to the death of 19 children in Uzbekistan. I thought this was interesting, and I was like, really? They're blaming these deaths on cough syrup? I wonder how many of these people were vaccinated. Uh, let's watch this quick video. Of a cough syrup linked to the deaths of 19 children in Uzbekistan has been halted. Indian maker Marion Biotech said Thursday that it had stopped all output. Spokesman Hassan Harris said India's government was conducting a probe into the events. He said the company regretted the deaths but wouldn't comment on exactly what happened in Uzbekistan. India's drug regulator said it had inspected Marion's production facility in the city of Noida. A day earlier, the Uzbek health ministry said that at least 18 children had died after consuming the syrup. It reportedly contained ethylene glycol, a toxic substance. It's believed the product was also consumed in excessive doses, sometimes on the advice of pharmacists. Production of a cough syrup linked to the deaths of 19 children in Uzbekistan. Ethylene glycol. Ethylene glycol is an organic compound with the formula CH2OH2. It is mainly used for two purposes, as a raw material in the manufacture of polyester fibers and for antifreeze formulations. It is an odorless, colorless, flammable, viscous liquid. Ethylene glycol has a sweet taste, but it's toxic in high concentrations. Yeah, don't put that in your medicine. Why is that even in your medicine? On purpose? Is that an ingredient? What the hell's going on there? And how many of these kids were vaccinated? That's what I want to know, too, because... Yeah. So, be careful about what we ingest, for sure. How does a pharmaceutical company make such a grave mistake... I mean, let's look at any medicine, though. A lot of our medications and medicines and syrups and tinctures and things, they don't even really give us too many. I guess it technically a syrup could be a, considered a tincture, maybe. But nonetheless, they have poison in them. Look at the ingredients. Look at the effects. Listen to the crazy advertisement that we have in the States. Side effects can include blah, 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 blah. And the list goes on and on and on, including death. Always including death. 
And they're targeting natural health. Natural health, they don't like it. They hate it. It cures you. It keeps you out of their system. It, you know, So they, they don't like people that are promoting that. That's for sure. But that is the way. Guarantee you, Mother Nature has the answer for just about everything. Let's hear Robert Kennedy Jr. on it. This man is an absolute powerhouse when it comes to facts regarding health. I got expelled from Instagram because of vaccine misinformation. But Instagram and Facebook cannot point to one single erroneous statement that I ever made. Everything we post is vetted it is sourced and cited to government databases or peer-reviewed publications. When they use the term vaccine misinformation, they are using it as a euphemism for any statement that departs from official government policies and pharmaceutical industry profit-taking. It has nothing to do whether it's true or false. It only has to do with what the political implications are. And who is doing this censorship? It's government officials in league with Bill Gates, with Larry Ellison, with Mark Zuckerberg, with Sergey Brin from Google, and with all of these internet titans. They're, they have engineered not only the destruction of our democracy and our civil rights, but they have engineered the biggest shift of wealth in human history. $3.8 trillion from working people to these handful of billionaires, many of them from Silicon Valley. This pandemic has impoverished the world and created 500 new billionaires. And those are the people who are strip mining our economies and making themselves rich. And is it a coincidence? That these are the same people who are censoring criticism of the government policies that are bringing them trillions of dollars. People aren't stupid. We can see what's happening. We can ask the question, qui bono? And the answer is the people who are benefiting are the people who are squeezing away our constitutional rights and engineering the destruction of democracy worldwide. All right. Thank you, Robert Kennedy Jr. The only uh, criticism I have there is democracy, democracy. Uh, sick of hearing that. Democracy, democracy. Gosh. But absolutely love him. He's spot on. So, you know, with that, you guys, I think we'll start wrapping things up there. If there's anything I missed as far as like, oh my gosh, Vince, you didn't see that this was breaking. Why aren't you talking about this? I just wanted to hear about it. Send it to me. I'm on Twitter. Search my name. I'll be there. Vince Taglivia. I'm on the social red pill, www.socialredpill.com. Um, Josh is on there as well. You can reach out to either of us. Andrea is there as well. Uh, the whole red pill family is there. There are thousands of us just... Uh, hanging out, communicating, sharing information, etc. So we'd love to see you there, socialredpill.com. It's free to join, doesn't cost you a dime. Thank you to everybody who supports us. We are user-funded and supported, and that is the only way we could function. Um, Jiro, thank you for subscribing. And he says that uh, Jiro in exile donated a cookie and said, another red pill found here to take on more. To take more. Wait, what did he say? Another red pill found here to take more regularly. Thanks. You're welcome, and thank you for the donation. We appreciate that. And Black Jester with four bells over there on DLive. Thank you so much, Black Jester. We appreciate that. You guys rock. Um, have a great day. Tonight, you know, if you like this show, then you will love The Daily Dose. Most of you are aware. If not, then uh, check it out tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time if you have time, or listen to it later when you do. Um, there are pod... The, uh, you can get the audio versions of our shows on Podbean and Apple and Spotify and all those places as well. But tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, Joshua Reed will be live with The Daily Dose. And he does a fantastic job of just absolutely tearing into the global conspiracy and deducing exactly what the heck is going on with proven fatal accuracy. Uh, fatal, I guess. Uh, fatal in a, I guess, a metaphorical type of way. 
<clears throat> so tune in tonight and join us. I'll probably be co-hosting with him. I'm excited for him to get back. It was his birthday yesterday. Uh, so wish him a belated one if you haven't already. And we will be live tonight, tomorrow, and we'll be going right into the weekend. So uh, this weekend, we'll, I'll probably... I'm not doing anything on New Year's Eve. I'm not going to party. I'm not going into the crazy Democrat-run shithole city. So I'll probably jump on Zoom for a little bit, maybe just cook some steaks or a nice roast or something. And I'll hang out with the Rental family this weekend. Uh, so see you guys there. If you want to join these types of hangouts, they're on the socialredpill.com. You guys, have a great day. Take care. Stay informed. Spread information. Spread love and positivity. Stay real. God bless. Godspeed.